Welcome to Sam and Scott. We're watching Watchmen, the podcast. We watch the HBO show Watchmen. I'm Scott. And that's it tonight. Uh, there is no Sam this week because he's on a trip for his anniversary. So happy anniversary to Mr. and Mrs. Sam. Uh, a decade together. Congratulations on that. Definitely been together longer than I've been with Sam, so I know how that can be. Uh, we're real excited to get, get talking here. Um, before we get started, I usually let Sam do this. You can reach us by emailing us at watching watchmen at, uh, HB at, uh, watching watchmen at nerdcyclopedia.com, which you see above me here. Uh, you can also drop some comments below and please subscribe and listen. We love bringing the content to you. We'd love it. And it's something we love doing. We love getting the word out and we want as many listeners as possible, as many watchers as possible. We'd love the feedback. We love that you guys are in chat. If you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe and everything will be fine. Also, you can find us on your podcast apps, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, everywhere. So check us out. Now to get back to what everyone came here for, and that's reaction to this episode. And episode nine is the final. We've been saying all season on this show that Lindelof shows have a final, and this will be on the final, and that'll be on the final. Um, and this one came through because there really was a plot knitted together the whole time, and you can tell. Uh, one of my favorite things about the episode was the way they utilized Ozymandias. And they utilized his narcissism in such a way that he would never admit that he'd been bested. Ever. Uh, so Dr. Manhattan utilized Ozymandias' narcissism to take down Lady True. Uh, such an interesting sort of called shot there that, I, I mean, it's hard to see coming. Um, I am glad that I'm the one that... I did sort of say that Ozymandias was going to be Lady True's dad. I'm glad I picked that one. I could see it going either way, but that, a really good, uh, really cool little reveal there. Um, he didn't notice her because she's a cleaning lady. You know, Adrian has always sort of promoted himself as the attention to detail, you know what I mean, the puppet master. And it's interesting to see him have this hole in his plot from the beginning because he didn't, uh, <laughs> he didn't count his... <laughs> His help staff. That's the craziest thing ever. Um, so we're super glad. Everyone can hear me, right? It's up in the, over in the chat, um, I hope. So, you know, we're having a, you know some good reaction here. Um, let's talk for a minute about that Ozymandias plot and about what he was doing on Europa. And it really, it seems like he was just wasting time. I mean, he had, what, eight years to kill. And so for the first year, he tried to be nice, and then he just got bored. So the whole thing, his entire escape scheme, the plays, the, you know, the hunting, the, all of it was just him killing time. And that, and that's crazy uh, that it was all just him killing time. One of the wildest things ever. And as he said, you know, he slowly lost his mind. And that's something that is, uh, <laughs> something that happens, I guess, when you're all by yourself, as I'm finding out now. Uh, let's talk for a second about the ending here, which was a super dubious ending where uh, they didn't really show us what happened next. And it was obvious from the time that Cal was standing on the pool that there was going to be something going on with the pool in this one. Uh, I thought that what we got was something very interesting, and the fact that uh, they didn't show us the ending, I don't know what I think about that, because it makes me leery about whether or not we're going to see a season two, and I really do want to see a season two of this show. Um, I can definitely see where they can go with it. I want to see the adventures of, of Lori Blake and Looking Glass as they go across the country busting vigilantes. That's what I want to see. Um, I want to see them tracking down these people across the country. I want to know if Angela is going to join them or if she's going to try to keep her Manhattan juice a secret. Um, 
I wonder if she can raise the dead. That's an interesting proposition. Because it uh, has the same number of particles as a live body and a dead body. Um, Mike, Mike over in the comments is getting uh, wondering if he's if there's going to be a season two or if it's a one-off. And I could see them going either way. As a one-off series, I think this was really a very uh, satisfying entry. It, it had it had everything you'd want it to have as far as wrapping the story up was for Ozymandias and the characters from the 1985 book. Um, I just, I just really thought that I really liked, I really liked everything they did with Ozymandias this year, man. I just really thought it was, it was awesome. And finding out that it was all just a boondoggle for him, it's hilarious. This is just what he does with his spare time is commit mass murder of, you know, clone pod people. Uh, and he just drove them insane that they just weren't understanding what he was trying to tell them. Uh, Mike's also asking if we think this will be the end of Dr. Manhattan. He was destroyed, but is that the same thing as being dead? That's an interesting question. Is being destroyed, obliterated, and being dead the same thing? You know, there was a lot of energy left in the uh, on the ground there. It seemed like there was a lot of quantum energy remaining that had been harnessed. So we'll see if that comes back into play. But I just think you can reconstitute Dr. Manhattan. I mean, his first trick was being put back together, so you would imagine that he could be put back together. Um, also, of course, you know, Angela's not going to experience time the same way anymore. So she's going to be able to go back in time. Who knows? Maybe Dr. Manhattan has already had a conversation with Mrs. Dr. Manhattan. And that's something I called last week. I said that I think that one of the things Dr. Manhattan's looking for here is a companion. And, you know, it's absolutely possible that that is what he was looking for here because there will be a companion. There is a created companion at the end of this. The question is whether she is going to reconstitute john or if she isn't, isn't going to be able to reconstitute john and i could see them going either way i certainly would want the cow actor back um but i could see angela also using the device to give herself memory loss about the dr manhattan powers which would be interesting if she was joining the anti-vigilante task force and she actually was the inheritor of the ability to change matter into whatever you might want and, and that's something that i think not a lot of people you know would expect so that'd be an interesting uh, interesting way to go for it I think the trial of Ozymandias being seen on Earth is something I want because we we saw how uh, Dr. Manhattan's pod people created a, um, you know, created a uh, sort of like a church almost about Dr. Manhattan and Ozymandias kind of showed up as the devil and then he went on trial for all of his atrocities. Well, if Lori and, and Wade are going to take him in, I mean, that's something that we're going to see on the horizon. It'd almost be comical to watch the entire farcical uh, in nature of his trial play out again on earth and earth feeling, you know, the humans on earth feeling the same sort of, uh, binds as far as what they can do to him because they can't kill him. Uh, I could see that being kind of funny and interesting plot in season two. Uh, the continuing, <laughs> the continuing isolation of Adrian Veidt would be interesting to see. But again, you know, the man can catch bullets. We've seen that more than once. Um, and he did the bullet catch on the, gamekeeper who he told to wear a mask and who he told <laughs> he told to to mess with him and he set all this up uh finding out at the end that, it, that all of this was the machinations of an of a of a rapidly decaying adrian Veidt's mind was a really great reveal um it made the absurdity of everything so much more crystal although he did put up with all the tomatoes and everything you know, I'm interested to see what the PDP files say this week. I wonder if there will be any. It almost seemed last week they uh, presaged the disaster, the calamity in Greenwood. They presaged the uh, the destruction in Greenwood and the deaths of Lady True and Lori Blake and um, 
that apparently were those were the redacted names in the PDPedia files this week. So that's apparently who they're referring to. Um, Lori's obviously fine. She's going to pop up here in a couple of weeks with Wade and, uh, you know, the greatest war criminal in the history of the earth after 1950. And, uh, I think that they've got a lot of chips to really negotiate with there, which is really, really cool. I think we'll see the end of the mask, <laughs> the mask police. I hope that lady true took a video of that nuking as she did of the, uh, the racist heads of, uh, you know, the white supremacist Cyclops society. Uh, that was a really satisfying sort of moment, you know. So are you going to kill us or not? Yeah, I am. And, then, and she got away with it, which is really neat. Uh, I thought that was very funny, personally. Um, I thought it was a really good episode. It tied up everything in a real, ni- real nice bow for the season. Um, it really, uh, you know, it really leads into season two real well. And I'm just excited to see where we're going to go from here. Absolutely. Uh, hopefully... You know, you would really think that Angela's father is going to, you know, Angela's grandfather talks about how Dr. Manhattan could have done more and we could see what Angela does. Um, I think an empowered Angela would be interesting. And, you know, I think the idea of the most powerful person in the world uh, being black is a very powerful idea. It's something that we've seen when that literally happens, what that does to uh, white supremacists is almost like a, an energon cube for them. So you would imagine that there would be some blowback for having, you know, um, if for having a black superhero, a black Dr. Manhattan, you wonder if she would come out and be honest about her origins or not. I, w- I would hope that she would be. And certainly you would think that having the ability to change any sort of matter into any other sort of matter and teleport things around and dictate change would allow her to do those things. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's interesting to think of um, of the reaction to an Angela who could have done more. Like, what 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 are the limits of Doctor Manhattan's powers if there are no limits? Where would Angela take humanity if she were to direct our future in the way that Lady True wanted to, in the way that Adrian wants to? It's an interesting question, and seeding her familial trauma in the Tulsa incident of 1921, the attack indicates that she is going to move in a direction for uh, reparative justice, for racial justice. And that's something that Dr. Manhattan didn't do. In fact, one of the readings that I think is prevalent in this show this season about Dr. Manhattan is how he's viewed in Vietnam, the place that he conquered single-handedly. He's viewed not as some sort of... He's viewed as a god, and he's viewed as a conqueror, but he's feared... Um, there is still an undercurrent calling him a murderer. There's still an undercurrent calling him some something evil in Vietnam, and that is something that's it's. Um, you can see how the power of Doctor Manhattan. Uh, you can see how the power of Doctor Manhattan could be used to end some of this inequality, because one of the things Doctor Manhattan does is, you know, he's a particle physicist, and so he's interested in energy. So what he does is he synthesizes lithium, which allows people to do batteries and allows man to expand its energy capacity and maybe come on its way to a type 1 civilization on the Kardashev scale. Uh, I think that obviously you could have done more. If you can make a resource infinite, you can end conflict. Every single human conflict ever 
is the result of limited resources. Uh, competition over food and water from the earliest times and into Roman times. Competition about money. Uh, if you could eliminate scarcity, you can eliminate the economy. You can end the need for capitalism. That, that's something that is a powerful thing that you could do. And when you have uh, when you have unlimited resources and when you have unlimited power, you can do those. You can sort of do whatever you want. Uh, Mike's also asking about uh, Bien, who's still around. She knows she's Lady True's mother, and I mean, obviously, there's going to be cloning samples of Lady True around. Her memories are going to be saved in. Um, her memories are going to be saved in nostalgia. I would imagine that she would be. So she should be resurrectable. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Bien decides to opt for that route. Although, it would take some time. I, I, it doesn't look like they're growing clones at human adult age. It looks like they're growing them as babies and then having to sort of gradually build up their uh, their relationship with their host or their, their predeceased host. So that's something that I think is really, really neat. There'd be a lot of places to go with that. I mean, you know, you figure... And you figure that Bion's hatred of dr manhattan does date to the invasion of vietnam i mean that has to be where it's from i feel like that's where they were going on that so certainly she would have a hatred of dr manhattan um she's also a trillionaire so her resources are going to be essentially unlimited and 46 billion dollars for a trillionaire i mean that's not a huge 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 amount of money it would be possible for her to rebuild this contraption in some way or form and then strike at angela if angela reveals herself you know, she could really be a big bad, especially when we see adult BN be so ruthless and so direct and, and telling it, saying, fuck you, Ozymandias, which is such such a thing that I think everybody wants to say to Ozymandias. Uh, if you're just joining us now, you know, drop the feedback over it in the screen. Um, you know, send us some comments. Love to hear from you. Uh, I want to talk for a minute about Lori and, and Lori's place in all of this. And she was essentially Doc's tie of humanity forever and it's interesting that she is present at you know the 1985 event she brings him back from mars to say intercede back on earth and she's present at his death uh she's obviously an important person in his life so seeing her there you know very poignant but she's got business to she's got business to attend to i mean she's a federal agent um i i want to see more of her you know if there's any way that we get a season two i want it to be centered on uh, on Lori Blake. That's what I want to see. I want to see her running a division of cops running down vigilantes and maybe reports of Dr. Manhattan uh, radiation everywhere. So that's what I want to see. And those are my thoughts uh, for the instant reaction. Uh, you know, Thanks everybody for joining us. Hey, subscribe. Subscribe for sure. Um, and we'll see uh, probably tomorrow we're going to come out with our show. Now, every week on Sunday nights we do like to get together, so join us next week. We're going to have um, our team that's going to see Star Wars. We're going to be talking about Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker, next Sunday night about 10 o'clock. Uh, so check us out then and subscribe, subscribe. Um, and this is Scott with Sam and Scott are watching Watchmen and Nerd Encyclopedia, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much.